All right, welcome back to another interview here for Full Send Sports, the pre-show before the Clash of the Rockies happened in Denver, Colorado this weekend. We're talking with, I'm going to say one of the dark horses going in. Maybe everybody's not sure who this is, um, but definitely someone to watch out for. Mason Cup. thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm really excited for this show. Um, the U80 guys, the 90 guys put on a great show as far as like the work, the first like kind of weight class show here for the Clash other than the 105s. And really excited for the 80s because, man, there's some great athletes in this class. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, first, you have, in my opinion, you're like the two best 80s in the world right now. Uh, Tommy, obviously, and then uh, Ricky, who's current world's strongest man. Um, so I, I, I really actually consider this like on equal level as like OSG, um, considering that because you got the best guys in the world coming. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, OSG has a bigger field, more athletes, but we know is it, it, something like that when you have 30 guys, really you're only talking about the top 10 or 12, maybe they actually have like yeah. pushing for the podium. So this mm -hmm. one, we actually narrowed it down to just about the top 10, 12. I don't know how many athletes we have for this weekend. Do you know how many guys are showing up this week? I think we have 13 or 14, but it was originally 15. Okay. So I, I know that's the number that keep, it keeps the show running fast and you know, you're taking the, the, the cream of the crop with them top, mm -hmm. you know, top 10, 12, 15 athletes. Um, yeah. In, in your opinion, what makes the 80 class the, you know, the, 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 the fun class, the class to beat? Like, why, why are you guys better than the other classes in your opinion? I think, I think it's really exciting. One, because the 80s are pretty much average size men, which kind of has an allure to it, you know? So you take like, you take the constraint of, you know, I have like a, an average size man and like how strong can he be, right? So. You know, with, the, with, the, with like the open, it's kind of a spectacle. They're huge, you know. But I think it's something really cool and relatable when you have guys that, you know, are the same size as most people uh, doing the things that we're doing. Yeah, combined with the fact that we're really fast, you know. Yeah, that's, that's uh, really athletic. That's one of the fun aspects of it, because that was a big thing with the 90 guys. That's what they were saying last time, too, was they're kind of like the normal size. The average gym lifter goes in and weighs somewhere around, you know, 180, 200 pounds. So it gives yeah. the average person something to look at. You guys are running a little bit smaller than the 90s. Um, but all you guys are, I mean, are specimens because there's no there's no fat 80-kilogram guy. Like, all you guys are in shape. These are all athletes. Like you said, these are all super fast. One of my favorite classes yeah. to watch because the weight, you, the weight that you guys do, even though they're the lightest weight, you know, on day of for the men's classes, they're still heavy for the average, you know, for the average gym. You guys are still deadlifted five, 600 pounds of competition. Indians are doing it fast, which is super impressive to watch you guys, especially on medleys. I love watching you guys on medleys. Yeah, yeah, I know um, Tommy's talked about this a lot too, where like, it's like he, you know, on the medleys at OSG, uh, he usually gets the fastest time of any class even. So, I mean, it just speaks to like how athletic the 80s are. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I know from my experience, I mean, just the way you guys, you know, usually sprint back, because that's half of the medleys. It's not how fast you carry the implements, it's how fast you get back. And I know for yeah. myself, being a master's competing at OSG, we kind of like have a slow walk back to the implements where the <laughs> yeah. 80 guys, I mean, they just full lot sprint back. So it's so much fun to watch you guys. Um, yeah. Is there is there an event you're looking forward to in this competition, one that you're really good at? Do you feel like you're really going to score a lot of points in? I think stones are probably going to be a, a big banker for me. Um, I've always been really good at stones, uh, even from the beginning. Uh I'd say the event I'm looking forward to most actually is at Max Axel. Um, it's been most fun to train. And I think on day of like the world record is 330. 
Um, I think we, we're going to have at least a couple guys going north of 330. That's And that's an insane number because I know um, the Clash of the Masters that just took place a couple weeks ago, their axle was 275. And you had, you know, you had guys like Nick Best and Ortmeyer and we're hitting 275 axle. And the 80 kilogram guys are coming in. And almost all of you guys are talking about going over 300, pushing for that world record. Like there's no doubt, yeah. there's no doubt we're going to see it broken just a matter of how, of how high it goes, which is insane. Oh, absolutely. Um, when it comes to the axle plate press, are you, are you a, are you are a um, push press or are you a split jerk guy kind of guy? Uh, I use a um, push jerk or power okay. jerk. Sorry. Okay. Um, I train with a lot of Olympic weightlifters. I train in a gym with, it's mainly powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting. Um, so they're, they're trying to get me to do like split jerk, uh, not enough time before the comp, so relying on power jerk. Yeah, I know a lot of times the lighter guys and a lot of times the women's they they learn form because you know the bigger guys they can just kind of muscle it, but for the smaller guys it's yeah. it's you know most bang for your buck, and that's usually one of the quickest ways to um to do that. Yeah, it, it is really interesting. Like the lighter you go, the higher prevalence of uh, of utilizing like a jerk technique. Yeah, especially if you're talking max. If you're running through a ladder, usually the weights aren't super heavy, so you can get through the ladder yeah. with just your typical push pressure, push jerk. But when you're going for a max, yeah. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you see a little, little different technique. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is, is there an event that um, maybe isn't in your wheelhouse for this show that you're kind of worried about going in? Yeah, I'd say probably sandbag toss. Um, hasn't historically been a very good event for me. Uh, training it hard. Um, so we'll see. What, uh, what height are you guys throwing to? We're doing 35 pounds uh, rising bar, so 12 oh. feet and then one foot increments. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm half excited to just watch Tommy. His time <laughs> is incredible on bag toss, but yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting one. You know bag toss to me is, is, is a funny event because you see so many people struggle with it because it's so different and, and it's so form. Obviously, 35 pounds isn't heavy, and you guys are all strong enough and athletic enough, but for some people, they just seem to lack the – the, you know, the, the coordination or something to it or they don't practice it enough sometimes. I Even watching the the pros, even this weekend with the Shaw Classic, I watched some of the guys that they struggle. It, yeah. always, it, it always gets to me sometimes, like, I don't know, like, when are you practicing it more? Because it's not it's not a hard event. So there's just a lot of technique yeah. to it. It's very a very technical event, which I, I like it because it's different than the, the typical strongman stuff. Yeah, and that's, you know, just to speak to, like, a broader point, too, that's, that's one of the reasons I love strongman is because, every event's so different, you know, it, it tests different capacities, different like aspects of strength. Um, and sandbag tosses is, is real different, you know, coming from a powerlifting background, we never had to move anything fast, never had to move anything light that was fast. So it's, it's been a learning curve, just training it for me. Yeah. And it, it's a different thing because we've seen it at OSG the last few years and it's usually been, you know, a, um, you know, multiple bags over the bar. So it's a lot about speed. So now with, yeah. with, with one set weight rising bar, you know, it's, it's a whole different way to attack and a whole different way to train it and a whole different way. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward. It's, um, it's two, is it two hands or one? Cause I know that they did a one hand toss for one of the shows. You guys are on these <laughs> yeah, two hands. Yeah, they did. So it's a classic two hand for us. Uh, okay. I, I did see the one hand toss. That was, that was interesting. It was, I mean, on that, you could tell, too, you could tell the guys who were good at that event and practice it and the guys that had no clue what the mm-hmm. fuck they were doing because it was like, yeah, you're watching, you're like, did you even try this before you got there? I, I think some guys think, like, like, ah, sandbag toss, like, like I got that, you know. They don't train it very hard, um, but it's it's so technical. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely you. You can't. I mean, when you're only talking five events, you you can't you can't leave one out. You have to train them all. That's a great point. Yeah. So one of the biggest things with the show it's in Denver. So I don't know where 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 are you traveling from? You're in the middle. You're in the middle of the U.S. Right? Where are you coming from? Yeah, Kansas City. So okay. uh, I'm I'm driving. It's only eight hour drive for me. Okay. Uh, but I'm I'm not at elevation, so I'm going up uh, some days early. Yeah, that, that's I was going to say that, but that was a very good point there. Um, because I've 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 been at elevation. I've never competed or trained at elevation, but I've, I've been hunting out west up seven thousand nine thousand feet. And it's definitely a difference. Um, it was just, I mean, I'm just, I was just walking, you know, Hill was hunting, um, trying to compete in yeah. that. Certain events, like uh, the medleys were really going to come in, like the, the, the max ones might not hit you as much, you know, you got max sandbag and the max axle, but the medley mm-hmm. and the stone stuff like that, where you're doing multiple events, uh, definitely get there oh, early. Absolutely. Def, definitely yeah, get there early, right? Yeah, the, we have a 650 yoke into uh, two 250-pound sandbags. Um that one's going to kill like that kills not at elevation. Yeah. Then you throw in, you know, five events in two hours at elevation in the middle of the, in the middle of the summer outside. I mean, that's, that's going to be a killer event. Yeah. It's going to be brutal. I know a couple of guys that actually live up that way. They have a slight advantage because they're used to it. So um, yeah. whatever, whatever you guys can do to get acclimated as fast as possible will definitely help you guys out. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, now, I know some guys cut down 80, 80 class is, is like I said, it's the smallest class and almost nobody walks around mm-hmm. at 80. What's, which, which you're walking, walking around, like how big of a cut do you have to do? Um, I don't cut too much. Uh, I walk around about 85 kilos or like 187. Okay. Um, so, I mean, for me, cut's not bad. <laughs> I know a lot of guys will walk around, you know, off season weight will be about 200, 205. Um, which is huge cut. Uh, I more like to eat into my competitions. Um, so like we're six days out right now. Like I'm still eating maintenance calories or, or a little bit more. Uh, so I, my peaks go a lot better that way. I find. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a funny thing. Every time I talk to a weight class athlete, we always talk about cutting and uh, I've never had a cut. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always been super heavy. I've never had to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And some people come from a wrestling background, a high school wrestling or called collegiate or sports where they're used to having the cut for it. Um, it always amazes me that how good you guys can produce like on game day from cutting, you know, some guys yeah. cutting 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds that last week, and then still coming out day of and being ready to go. Um, yeah. But I actually think what you do is probably the ideal situation, like kind of almost competing at your weight. Like if you're right in that weight anyway, like you could bulk yeah. up in the off season, but then you got to come down and cut. So if you're, if you're yeah. comfortable walking around, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard Nick Camby talk about this too, where he's, you know, he's walked around heavier, cut into competitions from, you know, maybe too heavy performance suffers. Maybe the cut was too hard. Um, and then you kind of find a happy medium, you know, because if I were to walk around at my weight class, like 80 kilos, like I probably wouldn't, you know, do as well, but if I'm cutting from 90 kilos, I mean, that cut's going to wipe me out. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a and happy medium. Yeah. It's definitely something you got to play with. And like, it's like in a show like this though, like we t- talked about the first event is actually making weight for you guys, because this mm-hmm. isn't like a normal show where if you don't make eighties, you just, Hey, I'll just, I'll just compete 90 today. Like if you don't make 80, yep. then you go home. So you, you, yeah. you really, you really yeah. have to have that doubt in. So it's not something you want to play with too much and you want to be ready to go. So um, no, you're definitely right about that. 
So do you do you ever think you'll move up to 90 or are you pretty happy in the 80 with the It's nice now with the opportunities that the class show is given to all the weight classes. Like there's not really a need to move up feeling like to be, you know, to make the money or the notoriety, you have to go heavier. Are you happy staying at 80 or do you think you'll ever go up to 90? I think I'll go up to 90 eventually. Um, I'm still 25. Uh, I have a lot of years left, so eventually I probably will, but for the foreseeable future, I, yeah, probably stay 80. Okay. How, so, so how, how tall are you? What is it like, so you walk around at like, you're 85 kilos, which, how, how tall are you? Uh, so I'm five, nine. Okay. Um, so, you know, just my experience at OSG, probably still one of the taller 80 kilo guys. Yeah. Cause <laughs> there's a lot of guys like, um, like Dean McMead, for example. Uh, I love Dean, um, but he's he's about five six, uh, just a tank of a human. Uh, just so much muscle on his frame. Uh, so you know, after a while, I'll, I'll probably put on you know enough muscle, enough mass where ninety is probably the better play. Yeah, that's what it almost comes down to. If you guys, it comes down to like your height. Like you said, the shorter guys, they they, they they're really thick. And they kind of maintain, mm-hmm. but when you get taller, like I said, you're one of the taller guys, you know, it's really hard to stay that lean to stay at 80 as you're putting muscle on, it's harder and harder to cut it. So at some point you'll have to go up to mm-hmm. 90 and that's probably, that, that's probably a good weight for class for you probably to finish out. at. I would think you can really fill out at 90 kilograms and yeah, yeah, for sure. So with, with this being pretty much the first, this is like you said, this is bigger than OSG, I think, because you guys are the spotlight at the 80 kilogram. Um, what mm-hmm. do you see the future of 80 is there's, there's some really good athletes. I know some are, are moving up out of the weight class. Some guys are getting a little bit older. Some of the guys we've seen the yeah. last few years at OSG are getting up there in age and maybe not as competitive as mm-hmm. some of the younger guys like yourself. But what mm-hmm. do you see? The, what do you see as the future for the 80 kilogram class? Um, the first name that pops into mind would be Ricky. Ricky um, is, I mean, current world's strongest man, uh, still younger guy. Uh, some of the some of the the top guys right now, like Tommy, are are getting older. Um, honestly, guys like CJ and myself, it's hard to see us not keep progressing. You know, um, I don't see myself like you know not doing strongman or not not you know keep getting better. So honestly, uh, yeah, me, CJ, Dylan Thompson, great guy. Um, Ricky, those are the names that pop into my mind. Yeah, it's definitely a class. And, and the cool thing with more notoriety now to these smaller classes that a lot of people that wanted to get in strongman but thought it was only for, you know, the super heavy guys and, and for the freaks, now they're saying, hey, oh, wait, yeah. a, wait a second, like there's an opportunity for the average the average gym lifter to, you know, excel and get really strong and get into the sport. And I, I think this just, just mm-hmm. brings, you know, brings that stuff together for them guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so um, I have a really good friend, Anthony, who has been competing as a lightweight strongman for about a decade now. And he's like, he's like a strongman historian. Mm -hmm. He tells me, you know, how lightweight strongman was prior to um, myself getting into it, which was just about two years ago, because I, I didn't know really anything about strongman before then. And it just, it seemed like strength sports are underground. But for the longest time, lightweight strongman or just weight class strongman in general was really underground. So it's really cool. Um, At least for me, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen that part of it, but getting into it when I got into it, uh, it's really cool seeing like just the comps like clash come out and like actually put a spotlight on these lower weight class athletes. Cause 
you know, you look around and it's not like more eyes on a certain sport or weight class means they're necessarily better athletes. I mean, there's incredible guys and incredible ladies um, in the weight classes. Yeah, I mean, it's a class I followed for a little while because some of the guys that I trained with were 80s. Um, I used to train with Richie Stout a little bit. And like I said, Richie's, oh, yeah. I mean, Richie's up there. I, I know he's not doing this. Um, I think he did OSG last year again. But I know Richie's mm-hmm. getting up there a little bit. Like I said, him and Nate, Nate, uh, Nate Green. Um, there's some mm-hmm. really good guys that I followed. But the sport, there wasn't much for him, like you said, over the last mm-hmm. five or three, even though these guys have been doing the sport for, you know, for 10 plus years, some of these guys – it wasn't yep. much more than I mean, yeah, there was there was there's always been nationals, but there's never been no spotlight. It's, it's all spotlight's always big on the open guys. So it's really cool now yeah, to see yeah. with the advance of Clash, with the advance of the live streaming through ADL Live and, and shows like Full Send Sports, where mm-hmm. the, the the focus is on these athletes. So the whole show is on you guys. So the biggest thing that I see with this is the support you get from the other weight classes because you're the only show in town this weekend. So everybody's in Strongman should be watching to follow you guys. Where in the show, you know, sometimes it's hard because you're you're getting ready for your next event or you're decompressing after event. You don't get to watch the guys after you. So like it's it's hard to watch when you're at the show oh, competing. Yeah, absolutely. I remember at OSG. Um, you know, I I didn't I I love watching Strongman and I love like keeping up with the other weight classes, but but it's tough. You know, when you're when you're in the back warming up, when you're trying to worry about like recovering for the next event, etc. You know, so like like the '90s show, incredible show, and like when it's on a separate weekend, I can just tune in and watch it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing with the live stream because even like when you go to an event like OSG, it's one weight class per time. But like I said, you're either you're either getting ready for your water or getting you know cooling down. And then a show like Nationals, they're running multiple lanes, so you are all going at the same time. So it's really hard to focus on you know other if you're there to watch somebody else. So this this is a perfect opportunity for people in the other weight classes, men, women, you know, masters, you know, it's a perfect chance for all of us to tune into ADL live by the live stream. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then watch you guys compete. Can you guys, you know, get the show out a little bit for the, uh, for the fans for once? Yeah. You know I mean? And when you, when you buy the live stream, it's like, you don't have to try and search for anyone. It's just, it's just two hours and we're going to find out who the baddest motherfucker here is exactly exactly that's that's the best thing i love about it is is it's evolved a little bit since they first did their first live stream to now um the commentary has gotten better the graphics have getting better so like now when you watch i mean usually you're going side by side boom you know the names are up or you know who's competing you're knowing the rep count you know and then having a lot of times it's anthony doing the play-by-play with somebody else having someone that don't even knows the sport and the events and how to explain them but knows the athletes and give you a little bio on the athletes. I mean, that's huge because the old, the old live streams a few years ago was just a camera, a still camera. And you're just trying to watch and you had to go back yourself and watch and find yourself and then tell people oh, yeah. hey, if you, yeah. seven, 17 minutes, 37 seconds. That was me. So now it's nice. You guys yeah. get some spotlight. Oh, absolutely. And I, I love what Anthony's doing too, because he understands that one, there, there's two components to really growing a sport is one community support. Um, which he does great. But number two is you have to make it a show and you have to make it a show that like, if, if my, you know, like if my grandma tunes in, like it would help if she kind of like, if there were numbers, if there were like rankings and she kind of could understand and not have to work really hard and understand what's happening. So if you can make it a show and make it understandable, digestible, then you have a lot better reach. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great point because that's the biggest thing with these live streams. It's doing <clears throat> where you know yourself competing in a local competition. People come to watch you. 
they don't really know what's going on. So they're asking you, like, well, how did you do in that event? Or we're okay, well, yeah. I'm in first, I'm, I'm in second place, or this guy's beating me. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when you tune into the live stream and you don't have any of that stuff, and you know, you're just watching, you're not sure what lane the person is in, you're not sure where they're gonna live. So, like this now, it's easy because the event's moving pretty quick, you know, half hour or so per event. Um, anytime you mm-hmm. tune in, you know, okay, they're going through this event. You know, the person I'm watching is coming up next. You get to see the graphics. Yeah. You get to see the reps. The biggest thing that I find with with this live stream, it's giving you guys, you know, the, the spotlight, but it's also giving the the um, the sponsors a chance too. Because a lot of as athletes, a lot of times you're looking for help. Sometimes to get to these shows, you're traveling, meal, you know, meals, hotel, um, and asking you know sponsors to give in. Well, they need to get something back. So now they're getting something back. So whether, you know, you're always wearing the contest tee and you can have your name on the back of the tee. But mm-hmm. if you're a sponsor, you know, you're wearing their shorts, you're wearing whatever it is, you know, the, the banner's up. They're actually getting a little bang for their buck. So we're getting seeing more money into the sport and more money into the sport means more money for prizes at the end, at the end of the day for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's it's it really is like a symbiotic relationship. Like, like you said, I mean, when you have a great show, um, the sponsors do well. And when the sponsors do well, they want to help the athletes and they want to sponsor more shows. It's, it's a great cycle, you know? So um, that's where that community support is so important. And that's, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's why I like uh, tuning into the 90 kilo show, tuning into the Shaw classic um, is really important, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely a big part. It's all, it's all one big family. We're all trying to make this better for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. and, and doing what you can as a fan. If you're not competing, if you try to compete and didn't qualify, you know, watch it, watch your fellow competitors compete. If you don't know any of the guys, but you're home on Saturday, just spend spend the six bucks, you know, and watch the live stream. That money goes back into, you know, keeping ADL live doing this because, like I said, they need to get money to do this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for them, them to come back to the sport, for the sponsors and supporting the athletes. So it's it's definitely, like I said, it's, it's a big, like you said, a big symbiotic relationship. We're all going to help each other. Um, Anything else you're looking forward to this weekend? I mean, you, you, have you ever been to Denver? It's going to be the first time for you up there. Um, I've, I've been a few times okay. uh, making a trip out of it. So going up early, staying late, taking family. Nice. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited just for the, the show itself. So, you know, I one, one thing I actually don't like about OSG is the events are like spaced out. Um, I love the, the fast paced nature of, uh, of clash. I think it, I think it caters really well to it being like a show that people can watch. And also, also, uh, honestly, I think it caters to my strengths as an athlete. Well, um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, the, definitely the pace. It, it makes it more appealing to watch. Like you said, because it's a, it's a show and obviously being an athlete, you want to go through it quick. Cause I feel if you have a quick moving show, you don't have chance to like lick those wounds. Like, you know, if something you, you tweak something yeah. on an event, you don't have time to sit down for an hour at OSG or overnight to the next day, wake up and you're mm-hmm. really stiff the next day. Like you don't have a chance. It's yeah. like, take off those shoes, take off those, new, put this stuff on, boom, you're going right to the next event. And you can worry about what, yeah. you, what you tore, what you strained after the show. So I, I think it makes for a very fast paced, very entertaining show to watch as opposed to being drawn out over two, three days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's not, there's nothing worse than a 10 or 12 hour, nationals where you're there for 12 hours and you, and you live for like four minutes like that's the hardest thing as an athlete it's, it's horrible and as a spectator there's, there's no way anybody's gonna sit there and watch a, a live stream for 12 hours to watch their athlete no, live for three no. Minutes. no that's 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 the thing I'm, I'm really excited for people to watch the live stream just because because i know it's going to be fun yeah definitely you guys are gonna put on one hell of a show 
I'm looking forward to watching you guys up in Denver this weekend, Clash of the Rockies, Mason Cup. Thank you for joining us. Good luck this weekend, and uh, I hope you crush it. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. Yep, no problem. Thank you.